Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham and today we are here, me, the Jojo, you know, by the way, yeah, we it's 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 been a day. <laughs> it's been a week and a day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> An entire week in like forty minutes. Yes, that's that's it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna go through the entire ordeal because it would take an entire podcast episode to let you to kinda let you in on what we've gone through in order to get this connection going. But this is the cost of podcasting in the distance, isn't it, Jojo? Yes. Yes, it is. And it's also proof of how dedicated we are to bring you, the audience, quality content. Because we could have just said, fuck this shit, and gone and had a drink. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, for, for a moment there, I wanted to get a drink. And I was like, ah, all right. But here we are. I know, Jojo, you've had, uh, you know, a, a hard time yourself in terms of uh, your your health toward the, the past few days. I yeah. have. It's, it's been a sucky one. And as I told you earlier before we started recording, I am wearing currently more makeup on my face than, you know, if you put it on the back of my neck, I would have a hunch. So, dude. <laughs> I'm trying not to look like warmed over death, and I'm trying to also try to find the line between that and a drag queen. So, oh my we'll God. see. I have to say, I have to say, it, 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 you know, it doesn't look like you're wearing makeup. So, so that's 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 good. No, no seriously. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank it you. looks like look at it. I, I, you know, I just put you on the spotlight just so people can see. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so today we are going to have a brief conversation, but very good one, about a series that has broken to the entire... By the way, it's not Bridgerton, so if you had any hope that today is the day we're talking about, it's not Bridgerton. We're never going to talk about Bridgerton. No, we're not. <laughs> Just so you know. No, the series, sorry. the series we're going to talk about is Lupin, right, Jojo? Yes, yes, and I'm so happy that you suggested this because for whatever reason, it never came up on any of my Netflix radar or suggested things, which is dumb because <laughs> this thing is so much up my alley. It is, it is in my wheelhouse. It's, it's one of my happy places. So I, I love the show. Yes, so. Lupin is the way that I will choose to pronounce this uh, to stay faithful to uh, the language. But you may have been, you may have heard it referred to as Lupin or Lupin or something, but it is actually Lupin. Yeah, you know, my brother has to show that he speaks French and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you didn't mean to read the, uh, the captioning like I did. <laughs> Crazy enough, just for the sake of interpre- uh, interpreting, I actually uh, read 
the, the I kept the cap the English caption on to see how faithful they were to to the interpreting. And I have to say they do a better job at at staying accurate from French to English than they do from Spanish to English. Uh, That's interesting. I have I have actually wondered about that, like how <laughs> accurate it was, because there's I, I'm by no means a linguist or anything, but there are a few little phrases that I know in, in a couple languages that I've heard, but I'm like, I don't think that matches the captioning yeah. point, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But but well, for the most part, I, I want to say maybe at least uh, probably seventy five percent of it was accurate. And yeah, this was French, Parisian French, which not all the time was actually the most formal of French. This was a very slangy French, very very Parisian, and and I think that they did a great job with it. But if you do speak French. Uh, if you do understand French, it, it is probably best to actually listen to to the whole thing in, in French, and even if you help yourself with the caption. Uh, but I think for the for a question of voices and stuff, that's why that's why I went with with, with the French version of it. So, Jojo, you know you know what comes next. It's it's your turn to make this work so that people can say. I'm going to go watch this thing right away. But then at the same time, oh, I wish Jojo and Graham didn't ruin it for me. So <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> going on here, Jojo. So this is the story of a, a young man who loses his father to suicide a little over 20 years ago. And he realizes through the course of events that his father was unjustly accused of stealing something which led him to commit suicide. And one of the last gifts that his father gives him is a uh, novel, which is a, a real world thing. You can, you can read this if you want to. A novel uh, about a, a gentleman burglar, a gentleman thief, who, uh, like a jewel thief, a cat burglar, who essentially is the Sherlock, the opposite, I think, of, of Sherlock Holmes, you could say, in the sense of he's working against law enforcement and not for it. It's about a, a very brilliant, a very brilliant man who uh, who works out puzzles and things. Uh, so anyway, the the young man becomes interested in in this person. And uh, 25 years later, we, we meet him and he is kind of created a life for himself based on that character. And uh, so it's about, uh, it's great in that it's about heists. Uh, it's about intelligence. It's about kind of putting one over on, on some people who deserve it. And uh, it's just extremely well done. And uh, I, I loved every moment of, of this series and I'm so thrilled that it exists. Yes, Jojo, you're, you're absolutely right with the fact that I don't know why, but I was happy that Asan did not go into law enforcement. So all of those skills that he uses to avenge and uncover the framing of his father was not being on the side of law enforcement, but rather being on the other side, on on, on the 
maybe wrong side of law enforcement, but at the same time outsmarting everybody and really, really showing that not only does he have a natural talent, but also uh, if you if you if you uh, follow the life story of Arsène Lupin, then you can become the modern Arsène Lupin and outsmart everyone. You know, so this was this was a fantastic thing, and I, I know that we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. Yes, yes, I I agree with you very much because. Uh, you know, a lot of this is the the search for, I guess, quote unquote, justice, if you will. But it wasn't to me so much a, a search for justice in the traditional sense, in the law sense, but in the sense of I want retribution. I want I want vengeance. And I think that sometimes that that cannot be achieved through traditional means, Yeah. Uh, especially when you're dealing with people who consider themselves probably rightly well, well above the law. So to have this very intelligent person doing very intelligent things to make people understand what they've done and, and, and not fix because you can't fix your father's suicide, but change the legacy there um, is just, it's a great it's a great storyline. And I, I think that you can equate this show, uh, compare it in a very favorable way to the Sherlock series. It has kind of a similar, I think, vibe in the sense of the way it's shot and the way the stories are told and the way that it is a, you know, a very fast paced, very high energy, very intelligent person against the quote, good guy, bad guys. But, uh, you know, as you said earlier, opposite sides of the law, you know, working more against law enforcement than will with law enforcement. But I, I just, you know, how much I loved the, the BB take on BBC take on Sherlock. So I am very much enjoying this take on, on this character. So uh, Jojo, let's talk a bit about the legend of Arsene Lupin. I, I am amazed that I didn't know anything. I've, I've, I've never like. I mean, you know, Sherlock Holmes, Robin Hood, all of these, you know, those personalities that that are sort of like legendary, you know, personality cults, if you will, uh, in terms of of invention, literary invention. I I knew about as a matter of fact. I I just read earlier today that even the the series that Roger Moore uh, uh, starred on for the longest time as the saint, Simon Templar, was based on the legend of Arsène Lupin. But I, I am fascinated by it, yet at the same time, I'm amazed that I had never heard of the adventures of Arsène Lupin, which has been around for almost... A bit more than a century, almost. Yeah, yeah. I um, I know this much about <laughs> about it. Um, I think mostly because of there was one story that got tied up with a lawsuit because he, uh, the writer, 
introduced the character of Sherlock Holmes and ended up changing the name to something really funny like Shemlock Jones or something like that to get around the It the was Herlock. Herlock, Herlock as it. opposed to Sherlock. Yes, yeah. Herlock, Herlock. So, which I think started the whole like joke about the Sherlock Holmes names and people switching around the letters. So, I mean, awesome for the author to do that. But um, I, that is the only reference that I knew anything about. I've, I've never read any of the, the novels or the stories to, to my shame. Um, so I, I was aware that he was kind of in the, the pantheon, if you will, of, of great uh, fiction, maybe not detectives is the right word, but uh, crime, crime novels. Um, but I, I, I did not know very much about it at all. So, um, I have to say that the series has made me want to read the books. Yes. Yes. And, and Maurice Blanc, the, the author of, or inventor of Arsene, Arsene uh, Lupin, he, he just started writing some small little essays for a weekly publication. So there, there aren't even many books Uh, written on Lupin, but rather uh, a collection of small of small essays. But uh, for him to have become <laughs> legendary, to have a an entire cult, how has that not filtered into the American culture of uh, comic books? Or not comic books, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, how how yeah. hasn't that happened? What do you think? I, I, I honestly, the only thing I can come up with is because it is French and they're, <laughs> the Brits hate the French so much <laughs> and so much of, of American culture, if you will, is sort of a trickle down through, through, through the English, through, through Britain. And that's, that's honestly the only thing that I can come up with is that, you know, the, The British didn't really want to read anything that came from the, the damn dirty <laughs> French. So <laughs> that's the only thing that I can think of because, I mean, there were plenty other of other um, characters that are, are similar, you know, in the similar story style that we certainly know about. Yeah. Um, but but the, not this one. So that's honestly the only thing I can come down to because obviously the story translates very well. Yes. Um, so it's not something that you would have to be French to understand. You know, this this is this is a, a theme uh, that that we can all uh, tap into as escapism or uh, you know dreaming and that kind of thing. So I don't know why. That's my own personal theory. Is because you know. I am amazed at the fact that. Today's story that, well, actually, it's easy to to think that the title of this series is, is Lupin, right? But if you notice, there are some small letters right underneath the big fonts of Lupin, and it says, in the shadow of. So the entire title of this series is actually in the shadow of Lupin. I'm fascinated by the fact that whoever decided to create this modern version of Lupin based the entire story in the life of a young West African immigrant and his father and did not have a problem with making Hassan... Hassan was a nerd, man. <laughs> Hassan was a little nerd, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was. He was. 
And, and the kid who plays young Hassan, by the way, like, I don't think, I don't know if it's his son or whatever, but I don't think it would look like so much if he were, if he were his own son uh, I of know. Omar Sy. I know, because he has a very distinctive look, the, the yes. actor. He has a very, very distinctive, you know, features and, and, and just the shape of his body and everything. And the kid, I'm like, they found He's a mini him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it looks like one of the. Do you remember the series, uh, the sh movie that actually took about twelve years to film because they used the same little actor over yes. over the years? It almost felt like the same thing. Like yes. that has to be Omar Sy or Omar Sy <laughs> as a younger person, and they filmed that through time, and then boom, panned out to now as an adult. But um, he. I love everything about about the character because he's a nerd, but a stylish one at that, right? Very stylish. Very stylish. <laughs> Incredibly stylish. But he plays all of the characteristic of Arsène Lupin to the T. He's a womanizer. He's a gentleman. He is slightly irresponsible and risky. But at the same time, he believes in loyalty almost to a fault. But he's not cruel. So I think this is what defines Lupin as, as the gentleman more than, than the thief. Because he's not, he's not an assassin. He's, not a, 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 he's mischievous, but he's not cruel. Uh, and, and it almost, Hassan follows these tenets by Lupin, almost to a religious uh, uh, sense, if you will. Did, did you notice that? Is that is that something you noticed? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that, you know, having been given the book by his father, you know, that being the last thing that his father gave him, that that could almost feel like the, the Bible, if you will, that he should live his life by, that this is the, the ultimate example of, of a way uh, a man should be, a way a man should live. And, you know, if you have the sort of the mythos of losing your father in such a horrible and tragic way with such a, you know, besmirchment on his character when you know he was a good person and then you, you have this, this sort of superhero character, um, but attainable given to you, um, I can certainly see that almost taking the place of, of, of a religious experience, if you will, in, in, in becoming the way that you're going to plan out your life. Yes, yes. And I think it, it, it also, it is also telling that when offered a Bible at the orphanage where he ended up, Hassan took the Bible and somehow managed to just put the book, the Lupin book in there. <laughs> and so while it looked like this nerd is always reading the Bible, that's what it may look like. <laughs> but that's not what he's reading. <laughs> that was awesome. Smart little guy. <laughs> he was. The, there is a character that uh, becomes a constant in Hassan's life. And I love their story. But also, I realize uh, for a moment there, Hassan was, was being a player. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, no one knew about each other until he decided it was the time for 
for that to happen. But I love his story with Claire. So how do you define this relationship between, I mean, they're co-parenting, of course, but do you, do you think that in the end there is a, a story of love and companionship that ended up being realized here? Or, or do, you, do you just think Claire and Asan have a slightly toxic but loving relationship? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm leaning towards the, the, the fact that they, you know, they, there is something still there, that there is more than just co-parenting of a child. Um, and I, I think it's more than, I hope that it's more than just a, a loving, toxic situation there. I, 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 I like to think that they are, you know, partners in more than just the sense of co-parenting not that that's not important but yeah but like let me ask you this do, do you think other than the child than their son uh, uh, Raul do you think uh, Asan is capable of loving anyone yeah I think so I think so I like I I do I uh I do. I think it is probably has to be someone who understands the kind of life, I guess, and upbringing and what led him to become what he is and under would understand that it, that his Bible is, is not the traditional Bible, but, um, but yeah, I would like, I would like to think that he's capable of that. And so, so who uh, do you think is that person between uh, Juliette Pellegrini and Claire? Uh, I mean, it seems to me that Claire has made a decision to move forward and and to leave the whole story with 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 uh, Asan behind. But at the same time, for me, it's not entirely clear whether or not she is just using this situation to force Hassan to decide where he wants to be. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it's just kind of weird, isn't it? It is. It is. I agree. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to end up panning out or anything. Um, I, I liked Claire. I liked, I, you know, I, I, I root for the mom, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of uh, young Raul? <laughs> I, I couldn't help but see my son in Raul. <laughs> the actor who plays him is adorable, I yeah. have to say. He's got that those, those crazy hair, career, the big curly mop that's going yeah. on. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so he's he's. We, we, he's uh, proving himself to be uh, possibly something uh, more than his father maybe bargained for. Yeah, do you think? Do you think that we, we're getting a, a hint that Raúl might well be the, you know, the next young Lupin, that's, that's <laughs> following good. his dad's steps? That's kind of what I was thinking. That it might be against his father's will wishes for him, but I'm kind of thinking that he's he's going to be like, yeah. Yep, that's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is a funny one. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the cast a little bit. I have to say, I had never seen Omar C in my life before this series, but this is 
you know, if we know what we know, if we know what we're doing, this is a series that should grab the attention of at least the Golden Globes. Yes. And he should be nominated for Best Actor, at least in a foreign language series or something. Yes. Because the guy is good and he, he, I say this a lot, you've heard me say it a lot, but I think this guy was born to be a son job. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just, he's, he's very, very good. I'm completely unfamiliar with anything uh, that he's ever done before, but uh, he's just so good in this that it's, uh, I, I look forward to the rest of his career and uh, I'm excited to, uh, you know, to have this, this talent. And he's, he's not, you know, a, a youngster in the sense of by any yeah. means, you know, he's, he's close to my age. So, uh, you know, it's, he's, uh, he's been working for a while and, uh, kind of feel bad that it's, you know, that I haven't seen him, his, his work in, in other places personally, but I certainly want to follow the rest of his career. Cause he's, he's just really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he he is he is brilliant, and there's a lot of him that reminds me of different people for some reason. Like when you first see him, you get the feeling of a just newly retired, uh, famous, you know, soccer player who played uh, defense or defensive midfield. That stocky, strong body that could bloody run onto you <laughs> like a train. Some of them, you can't help but see a little bit of the Idris Elba flair, mm-hmm. who uh, is, you know, as French as fromage. <laughs> but but yet, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a fantastic actor. And as you said, it, it's an amazing thing that we don't, we, we don't know much more about him, but anything he does in French, I'm here for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's excellent. And, uh, I was just reading a little bit on his bio that he apparently started out in comedy. So, uh, that's, that's interesting to me too, because there is a humorous side to this series yes. that is done, um, very well and not slapstick or, or anything like that. So it's, there's a nice little humorous touch to the series as well, whereas it could have been very, very dark. And, uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like the, I like the humor. So, um, to know that he has a, a background in comedy, it, that makes sense to me because he, he plays that off very well. He does. Uh, I, I can, I can remember for instance, the IT guy, uh, thing, that was mad funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, funny, you know. And it was like, but he's selling it. Like, <laughs> he, 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 you know what I mean? Like, really, you're an IT guy? Yeah, he kind of looks like an IT guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a funny side to the show, but and uh, I, I just don't know if Netflix just decided to to just throw five episodes of these and see how it goes. Cause I can't, I, I, I it, do, it didn't think it didn't feel like a conclusion to me where things stopped. Yeah. Uh, it just seems more like, well, we're not sure about this show. We're going to throw it out there with five episodes and see what people think of it. And then boom, we'll use the rest of, you know, the five or, or, or three or four episodes that are left 
as a second season. What do you think? Uh, from what I read, that's pretty much exactly what what happened. There, there is more. They've already filmed. already in the can. They're just mm. they're just waiting to release them. They, I guess they maybe thought this wouldn't do very well. I I don't know. Um, I don't really understand why you wouldn't release everything at once, but maybe it was to create a little more buzz to um, get people a little more hooked uh, before you drop the second season. But from what I understand, that's, that's exactly what you said. So do you think Netflix had any doubts about it because it was in French? I mean, they do have, you know, foreign foreign language series that have done well. I mean, Casa de Papel, uh, the uh, Money Heist, is, you know, a show from Spain that has done absolutely uh, well. And, and they've had this, this show from Belgium that I told you about last year that I binged watch all of it. And it was in French and, and it was great. So I don't know what made them think that they had to, to sort of like sneak five episodes of Lupin And then, because like this show, if I had to sit and watch the first two episodes of this show and say, we want to buy this, you know, as a scout for Netflix, I'd be like, yeah, but you have to put the entire thing on. Yeah. Because it, it, it is it, it is a fantastic show. I, I don't know why they would do that. I, I don't know either. I, I don't understand the, uh, the minds of executives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, whatever, but... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it was an interesting decision to make for sure, but at, at least, at least we know that it's out there and that we're going to get to see it at some point, you know, unlike other shows that have been canceled before we get to get a real resolution. So well, what bothers me the most is the fact that they couldn't even edit a good end to, to, to this first book. <laughs> Because like... you can tell that. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can tell. You can tell that's, yeah, no. Nah. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's it's so very true that they uh, they just yeah. <laughs> It was kind of like and cut. <laughs> not cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> so let's continue to talk about the cast, a bunch of people that we don't know uh, much about, but we're fascinated by. Ludivine Sagné played Claire. I love the young lady who played young Claire too. Yes. I also thought that it was, she was very well cast and uh, looked a lot. Like, like I'm seriously thinking that they, they took about 12 or 15 years to film this whole thing <laughs> with the same people. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. It really seems like that. It was like they were like, okay, so we found all these people. We're going to film this in 95. And then we'll, we'll, we'll fast forward and we'll do it then. So, yeah. I don't know how they did it. But maybe they have a time awesome. machine in France. Yeah, it could be. There could be that. <laughs> the Pellegrini family is had this really weird-ass vibe to it. And I think all of the actors that, you know, were involved in this nucleus sort of like understood that this wasn't you, you, your, you know, run of the mill family, that they had to be weird, that they had to be kind of like not really good. Yeah. But I feel the, the actor who played Mr. Pellegrini, his name is Hervé Pierre. 
this guy was good. This guy was scary. Um, and he, he was the perfect villain. Yes. Yes. And I, I love the, I feel like this is more of a, maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I feel like this is more of a, a, a European thing. They will cast someone who is really not traditional looking in any of the slightest senses. And I love that because I feel like, and I think it's, it's becoming a little better, but in American TV, it's like you have people that they, they fit the certain mold, their features are a certain way. They have, they hold themselves a certain way. Their body is shaped a certain way. And so I love to see someone who looks like somebody that you might actually see in real life playing, yeah. playing a bad guy, you know? Cause I mean, you, yeah. I, you, you know, it doesn't have to have the, not that this happens nowadays, but you know, the mustache tutorial and the ha ha ha, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. It's, he's, he's somebody that you could theoretically pass on the street and never even really notice, but he is a truly evil person. And I, and I, yeah, lo- he's a I bad love motherfucker. That. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> The other actor I would like to talk about is Fargas Assand. He played Babakar Diop. And I don't know about you, but the first time I saw this dude, I'm like, damn, Sam Jackson's French is really good, yo. <laughs> I didn't know Samuel L. Jackson spoke French, dude. Like, damn. When did that happen? <laughs> But isn't it amazing, though, how this dude looks like Sam Jackson? I mean, we've seen Sam Jackson with that look before. <laughs> we really have. We really have. But uh, <laughs> I wonder if he puts that on his, uh, on his, like, on his CV when he's going for acting jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I can play French uh, Sam Jackson. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is funny stuff, man. Uh, the, the majority of characters on this rendition of Lupin, where most of them had an immigrant background, uh, especially in law enforcement, if you will. Uh, Gedira, of course, Berkassim, all of them are of North African descent. And I loved the character of Gedira. Uh, I think Gedira was the only one who had a clue of what he was doing. But yet he was completely dismissed by everybody. And still, still, even though he's pursuing the right line of investigation, no one seemed to think he's right. Yeah. You have to feel sorry for a character like that, isn't it? Yes. Yes, you really do. You really, really do. Because, you know, it's just making him feel like he's crazy, but he knows he's right. So, yeah. Yeah. I also like the fact that he is nerdy enough to have figured out that every single name that Hassan uses with his different personalities, different characters, are an anagram of Arsène Lupin. Yes. And I was like, yo, this is bonkers, but it is so good. <laughs> yes. It is so good. And like, if, if somebody came to me and said that, look at this, I would be like, you want to something here. Let me, uh, you know, Let's let's follow this line too, you know, as opposed to, man, you're crazy. <laughs> just just shut, shut the hell up, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think I think this guy is brilliant. Uh, yeah. You know. But how, what do you think is going to happen here? Do, do, do you think he's going to become the one to to bring down Hassan, or do you see a potential love and hate partnership here? 
I don't know. I'm I'm thinking more of a of a partnership going on. I just I I, I don't think they're going to end it with season two. I think we're going to get to see more of this, and I don't I don't think that that he's going to be brought down this quickly, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I think that that probably a little bit more of a partnership is going to happen. A uh, I don't know, maybe a quid pro quo type thing. Not sure, but yeah. It's. It, I don't know how to say this, but to be honest with you, although we see the character of, of Asan Job do some shady things, but it doesn't ever seem that he actually goes through with committing a crime. I know that the things that he does are crimes, but they're not, at the end of the day, they, not end up, they don't end up damaging any, anyone in particular. It's just whoever deserves it. Yeah. Which, which is typical of these characters uh, that are, you know, those inventions. I mean, pretty much along the line of Simon Templar. Um, yes. For yes. instance. Yes. So the actor who played Gedira, uh, his name is Sufian Gerab. The actor who played Juliette Pellegrini, her name is Clotilde Esme. And Nicole Garcia plays Anne Pellegrini. What do you think of this character, Anne Pellegrini? Was she in on it? Was she was she just used? Like what the hell? She she I I I really feel like she was used. You think? I, I do. Used but but willingly used, if that makes right. sense. Like I, I am in this lifestyle and I don't want to come out of this lifestyle. But at the same time, I know this isn't right. You know, like she, I feel like she had a conscience about it, unlike her husband. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do think that, that she was, I, I actually liked her character and I, I felt sympathy for her. I felt empathy for her. Like I didn't, I wanted, you know, I, I didn't feel like she was being malicious for maliciousness sake, I felt like she was just a little bit, maybe a little bit too, bit too pampered, a little bit too naive, a little bit too under the thumb of not just her husband, but of wealth and of that status and privilege. And maybe just could not understand life outside of that and, and what she would do. And, uh, you know, we, we all have our own bubbles and we all have our, our things that we're, we have difficulty with, with changing with ourselves. And, and obviously, you know, this is fictional and, and has a, a you know, a, a, a great deal of, um, what would the word be of, of, uh, I can't think of the right word. But, grain of salt, if you will. Yes, yes, yes. Grain of salt. But it's. I still. I felt. I felt sorry for her character, and I wished that she could have found, you know, the the bravery to say, you know, like when the when the break in first happens, and and the father says, "Well, Madame was there," and yeah. she, and she looked like she was about to say something, and her her husband was like, "Shut up," <laughs> <laughs> and you just saw her like retreat it was like i was it was like almost a, an abusive relationship there between them so i was like oh i i feel bad for her okay i i i can see that point somehow for while you were describing the way you see it i couldn't help but think of melania trump for some reason yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I think that was kind of what was in the back of my head while I was thinking it is, you know, yeah. yeah. It it makes sense. It it makes sense in that, you know, this person is not entirely a terrible person, but when it comes to giving up on the lifestyle versus saving somebody's skin, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. They're just not, they're not a terrible person, but they're not a good person either. They don't have the bravery to be a good person. Right. You know, <laughs> you, you're right. Uh, what do you think of the character of the, uh, his name, his name escapes me, the the first inspector, the one who investigated the actual robbery and, and stuff like what, what do you make of him? Because it seems like for a good while, he had an interest of pursuing the right clues and the right thing. He had an interest in doing the right thing. But at some point, he his hands were tied? Or is that what maybe I'm choosing to think of him as opposed to, yeah, he was just a, a terrible person? <sighs> uh, yeah, I think that law enforcement with the with the suicide of the, the father in the original case i think that that kind of tied his hands with the upper brass if you will because they're saying well you know kai committed suicide so we must have done it so let's just move on you know like we we've got we've got a right. resolution so let's just move on and i don't yeah. know that someone with his stature in law enforcement would have been able to do much about that other than say, Hey, we, we need to do more. We need to do this. We need to do that. And I, you know, if, if they already have an open and shut case, it's all about numbers and statistics and not necessarily about finding the truth. So, you know, I, I would like to think that he was trying to do the right thing and was just defeated by circumstance. But at the same time, I don't know, he may have just been an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the same time, he, he may have been an like, asshole. He may have just been an asshole. I don't know. I might be ascribing him too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a funny that's a funny way of of putting it. You know, like maybe he was good, but yeah, he could also be an asshole. Yeah. So let's 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 just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't have the, I don't know that I can find the, the right words to describe this series because if you dismiss a show based on the fact that it's not in English, then you're missing out. At the same time, the show is dubbed up in English and you can change the, the language if you want to. Will it be missing out on, on some of the essence of the show? Perhaps. But you should not pass on the show just because you, you don't want to read subtitles because then, yes, you are missing out. This could well be one of the best shows on Netflix. And this is just the beginning of the year. But I doubt that there's going to be anything for the remainder of this year that might be, at least in, in, in terms of, 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 a, of an international show that will be better than this one. I don't know if I'm overselling you, Judge. No, I don't think you are at all. I I feel I got the same 
the same vibes, the same feeling about this show that I did the very first time that I watched Sherlock on BBC. And, hmm. and Sherlock was one of my favorite shows ever and a lot of people's favorite shows. So when I saw the first season of Sherlock, when I watched the first episode of this, I was like, I feel the same way. Like, I feel excited about this show. I feel invested in the characters. You know, it's, it's not, even though it tackles some, some difficult subjects, it's not going to bring you just so far down that, you know, you're going to be crying into your soup watching it. You know, it's got some great little twists and turns in it, but at the same time, you're not going to have to have a, a Venn diagram of everything that's going on in it to understand. Um, I just, I just loved everything. I loved the tone of it. I loved the way it was shot. I loved the storyline. I loved the actors. I loved the characters and I can't wait to see the rest of it. You're right. I would be remiss if I did not, and I didn't take a moment to actually find her name, but the actress who played Fabienne Berriot, damn it, she was good. God, she was good. And I would have wanted more. I, I, I wanted to see this partnership a bit more. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I feel sad about it. Yeah, I found her name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Her first name is Anne. I can say Anne. Um, right. But the, the last one has accent marks over it, and I'm scared. All right. Give it a try. Give it a try, Juju. Uh, Benoit? There you go. Anne Benoit. Okay. Yeah, you got it. So that's it. Anne Benoit as uh, Fabienne Berriot. I love her dog, J'accuse. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the dog looks like a jacuzzi too. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of a few episodes of uh, of Doctor Who, <laughs> where he was going around just like shouting jacuzzi, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a funny. You know, I think it's a French thing to actually name dogs. Not necessarily names, but phrases, because uh, I'm I'm from Haiti and they do that a lot. <laughs> like you know, the, the dog is is like, hey, who can tell? Come here. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> so the fact that this lady named her dog Jacques is 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 a funny thing, but I think it might well be a customary thing to do to not you know name you your dog Gabriel or Jean Luc, but. <laughs> Something, some kind of phrase or something, and then the dog responds to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's that's fun. I didn't I didn't know that, so that that, that makes it even more fun. That's that's cool. But yeah, Jacques Jacques is a mignon. He's a he's a he's a, he's a cute dog, and <laughs> I'd like I'd like to spend some time with Jacques. <laughs> and I like the fact that whenever you mention Pellegrini, he gets pissed. Off. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So we highly recommend this show, Jojo. So in terms of rating, what do you say? We do out of four stars, correct? Out of four stars. Out of four stars. Four stars. All four stars? All four stars. Damn man. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard Jojo for the first time give a show four stars over here. So this is this is big. Uh and she has compared it several times to, you know, the vibe of Sherlock and if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know how high in esteem 
Jojo Holt, uh, Holt's Sherlock. Mm -hmm. So Lupin is the show we've talked about today, we've discussed today, and it is starring Omar C or Omar Sai, if you want to read S-Y-S-I, uh, Ludivine Sagné, uh, Shirin Boutella, Clotilde Esma, uh, and Fargas Asande as Babaka Job. We're going to leave it here for today, right, Jojo? Yep. Uh, of course, we'll take a moment to invite you to join us on social media. You can find us on the Kicking and Streaming Podcast. You can go also to our website, kickinginstrumentpodcast.com, and just uh, click on your preferred social media icon to get us there and to follow us. You can find Jocelyn on Instagram as Jocelyn Podcast. And for me, you will find me as Mr. Putzeta, that is M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A, M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. Also, for me and for Jocelyn, we're calling it a day today. Thank you very much, folks. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.